Hey, cool cats. Welcome back to Unprofessionals Asking Questions. I'm Sid. And I'm Julia. And this week's episode is a mysterious disappearance. And our title is, What Happened to Gene Spangler? And this episode is Sid-centric. So Julia has no idea what we're going to be covering other than the title of it. Right. I just found the title. Yes. (laughs) She just figured out what I'm doing, that it's a disappearance case. And this is... 1940s Hollywood. Ooh. So this should be fun fun and sad at the same time. Yeah. Dramatic. (laughs) So like I said, this is from the 1940s, and this case is still technically unsolved. Mm -hmm. And due to the time period that this occurred, there really isn't a ton of information known about Jean's life prior to her disappearance. And everything covered in the media is, you know, through the tabloids and the police reports and hearsay. So you can't really take everything seriously, unfortunately. So let's get into a little bit about what I could find on her early life. So she was born September 2nd, 1923 in Seattle, Washington. Her parents were Cecil Martin Spangler, her father. And her mother is Florence Matilda Morris. Mm -hmm. She is the youngest child. She has two brothers and a sister that are older than her. At some point during her childhood, they moved from Seattle, Washington to Los Angeles, California. I don't have when they moved or why exactly they moved. Do you know what her father did? I don't. There really is not a ton of information. Oh, I'm sure. And I couldn't even figure out what really happened to him during all of this. Oh. So So this is like what I just mentioned, that is it. Okay. Her mom is in this more, but the dad I have no idea. No. Where he went or what happened. I did see if I if I found the correct man on like the find a grave site. Um he did live for quite a while and he lived in California somewhere. Did he go to war? I don't know. I assume. Yeah, I'm asking you all these questions after he said he... It didn't seem like... Like, I didn't read about her parents divorcing, and I didn't read about him dying young. Right. I think he died, like, in his 60s. Yes, we're not so focused on him. Right. Okay. So I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, they made the move to Los Angeles, California, and Jean attended Franklin High School, and she graduated in 1941. She was tall, thin, blue eyes, and brown hair. And I did include some photos. So if you take a look, she's gorgeous. Stunning. Beautiful. A lot of the photos are black and white. Well, the first two you have up here, I like it because it has, it's like contrast. It's her in two different settings. So like very um, showgirly in the one on the right. And then... Kind of looks like a nurse headshot on the left, which I don't think it right. is. It's probably just like a headshot. Mm-hmm. But, you it's, know, like with the hair pulled back. Right. Like very modesty. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you say that because I don't exactly know if their move to L.A. prompted this or if she already had this dream. But she wanted to enter the entertainment business. And she wanted to be famous. Mm. 
It's yeah, very a lot of like Marilyn Monroe vibes yeah, at this time. It's very of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of young females in that they area dreamt of it. Exactly. So, oh darling, she felt that in order to make her way up the ladder, would be by dancing she was a dancer so in her late teens and early 20s she danced in some of the hottest nightclubs in hollywood like the earl carroll theater and the florentine gardens so these are hot 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 clubs these are venues that were packed with star power and influencers places that had well-connected mobsters even who would linger over their drinks and discuss you know business these are places that she's definitely going to get noticed so I get why she, I mean, it's part of the business. If you want to be famous, you need to make the connections. So you're yes. going to be, you know, frequenting these places. Mm-hmm. And she had looks for it, but she's more than that. Like her friends had even said that she had a beautiful personality and she had a sunny disposition of life. Like she was just, she was sweet and she. Like she was smart, but she knew that she was beautiful. So she could mm-hmm. get her way in and network with these people right. through it. That's kind of what I'm getting yeah. from this. And she was known to be a bit of a party girl, too. Oh. But, I mean, again, if you're trying to network, you're going to be like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, Especially at that time. Mm-hmm. Like, how that else are you industry? going to? Right. Like, how else do you big make your way up? Yeah. And also, during that time, the late night parties are what the tabloids would, like, write about so I was just listening I forget what it was I think it was more so this was like 1950s but in Hollywood they would go to someone's house for the after party and then the paparazzi or the reporters would like wait outside in the morning and like see who left the parties Mm -hmm. and that's who they wrote about and that's what the entertainment business would like watch for like the names of the people at these parties right could you imagine having that job no (laughs) It's kind of similar to now, but, like, way different. Right. It's just, like, modernized mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I can't imagine sitting out, like, staking places out. Yeah. Forever. So, like, for her to try and make it, it was part of her job. Exactly. Party. Or mm-hmm. at least that's how I would defend it. No, definitely. And with her looks and, you know, where she was dancing, it should have been easy for her to find someone that could help her up the ladder to fame, you know. You know, maybe starting a relationship with someone who had the right connections, maybe had the money that could support her mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Cause you kind of need something behind you to get where you want to go. So she probably could have had her pick, but instead she ended up meeting a man named Dexter Benner. He wasn't much older than her, but he had no Hollywood connections and he was a plastics manufacturer. So, oh no. Right. I, I not saying. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. I know. It's very, like, very random. So there must have been something about him that just yeah. really attracted her to him. Was he... Looks, money. I was just going to say looks. So, yeah, and maybe a little bit of money, yeah. but I feel like she rushed into it. I feel like if she would have maybe taken her time, she would have met the right person that could get her where she wanted to be. But anyway... They met, they hit it off, and I believe they met in one of the clubs she danced at, because I did read that he frequented frequented those clubs a lot. So it's easy to believe for me that that's where he met her. And they ended up getting married only a few months after they met. 
Now, that wasn't that uncommon at the time, though. And it's just, like, appalling to Mm -hmm. me. Because I believe she was 19 at the time. Which, again, to us sounds... But then it's completely normal. I think at that time, the legal age to marry was 16. Like 12? (laughs) (laughs) They did that, but I think it was 16. Technically, yeah. And this was in... So this was June 1942 that they were married. And again, she was about 19 at the time. Mm -hmm. But... After she got married, it wasn't exactly what she thought it was going to be. And he wasn't very supportive of her dreams of being a famous star. He was instead somewhat mean to her. So she files for divorce just six months after getting married. Is this Dex? Wait, this is her husband? Dexter Benner? Yes. I mean, he's attractive. I guess. You don't find him attractive? For that time... And he's probably, like, older than when they married there. Yeah. He's a, not, I my, don't, not my type. Not my type, okay. but for I feel like everybody was ugly as shit at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, they all looked older. Yeah, that's true. So he could be, like, 21 here. Uh-huh. Is she nude in that? In that one photo? Yeah. It looks like it. She is gorgeous, She's though. beautiful. Like, her face. You don't even notice that she's nude because you just, like, go mm-hmm. right to her face. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Dang. I know. Sorry. Anyways, I just so like anyway. realized I could scroll one down and yeah. I didn't know if that was. So, yeah, he wasn't the nicest to her and he wasn't supportive of her, which he knew what her dreams were. He literally met her at the club mm-hmm. as a dancer. So he wanted her to obey. He wanted her to settle down with him. <laughs> So, she files for divorce just six months after the wedding. However, before the papers could actually be finalized, Dexter gets shipped off to fight in World War II. Oh. Yeah. So, this kind of puts the divorce on hold. And it kind of enters this limbo period where they're on again, off again Mm -hmm. in their relationship. By 1945, near the end of the war, Jean gives birth to a daughter that they name Christine. Oh, so the divorce didn't go through, Mm -hmm. but she felt pregnant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that she was. fell pregnant, <laughs> <laughs> and that's my opinion. Yep, that shows where we are in life right now. She fell. She, I feel like she got pregnant. Doesn't she became? What was that? Oh, is that Meisel? Yeah, I don't know where though. So, anyways, they got divorced. She became pregnant mm-hmm. by the end of the war. So she just because he was at war, she. Just stayed with them. I guess so. I guess because they couldn't go to court and finish paperwork? I have no so idea. Weird. Or if he was just like, we'll finish this when I get back, but then... He put it off. Yeah. And they still connected, and she got pregnant. What an asshole. Well, maybe not, but... Yeah. So, at this point, Jean is 22. It's not un- It's not uncommon for the time. It's not even that bad uncommon I know. Now. That's kind of old for the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she gives birth to Christine. She's 22 years old. He's still at the war. So she's basically like a single mom right now at 22 in L.A. trying to become an actress, trying to become famous with a newborn. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. And their marriage is still rocky. It's not, you know, great. And Mm -hmm. while he's still at war, she ends up having an affair. And this affair, though, is with someone who was even worse than Dexter. It She didn't find someone 
you know, nice to help her out, she found someone awful. So this was an Air Corps lieutenant known as Scotty, who is abusive to the point of threatening her life. Oh, wow. So way worse. Way worse. And she did not learn from the first time to try mm-hmm. and... Because I don't think Dexter is like physically abusive, abusive but this guy was. Wait, and repeat what he said again? Or what did you say? He was... He was abusive to the point of threatening her life. Threatening her life. Mm-hmm. So she ended up dumping him eventually because she couldn't take it anymore. And... Dexter finds out about it after he was discharged from the service and he decides to file for divorce and make it official. And he also fights to gain custody of their daughter, Christine. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When, I mean, he's been gone this whole time. I was just going to say she doesn't even know who her dad right. is. And like, I'm not saying that's his fault. Right. No. And like, I understand that he's upset with Jean. And doesn't see her in the best light because, yes, she cheated on him. Mm-hmm. Things weren't great before he left for the war. Right. And she was, was trying to divorce him. Supposed to be divorced. Right. So I understand why why he's upset. She cheated on him. And also she supposedly spent a lot of his money on the affair. Oh, I'd be pissed. Yeah. I, yeah. Tell him to like, What else is he going to take right. from her? Right. <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Mixed feelings on that. The way he tried to get custody of Christine was also pretty nasty. So he was away for years with this war, but he kind of acted like he was still there the whole time and watched how she raised her. And he just tried to drag her reputation through the mud. He painted her as just some glamour girl who was irresponsible and, quote, preferred parties to priorities. And on what... Evidence. There's no what claims. No, no evidence. But the newspapers, of course, ate it up. Oh, yeah. They're like, this is a perfect soap opera that we're going to throw out there. Oh, my God. But again, there was no evidence of her neglecting their daughter whatsoever. And, I mean, like a lot of young women at this time in this area, she did have an active nightlife. And like we just mentioned, to get somewhere like this, you got to network. You need to make those connections. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be going out occasionally to try right. to meet people, to try to work her way up the ladder. But do you know, like, was she... Was she going out just to network or? I don't know. I mean, don't don't think I'm judging mm-hmm. here, but like, was she going out every single night and like not watching her kid? There's no evidence of it, but that's how he painted her and that's how that's a shame. the tabloids wrote it. And she doesn't look like she has like a drug problem. Mm-hmm. No. And like, it, it's a necessary evil. You know what I mean? To have to go out and like well, or she won't be sober too and mm-hmm. you can have men hitting on you mm-hmm. the whole night mm-hmm. and being like well if you want to do this job or get booked for this then come to my office or hotel right. or don't do this for me yeah absolutely atrocious right human being and it it also just really sucks because dexter knew what she wanted to do she he knew what her dreams were he didn't give a shit then but now he's like, oh, she's just a party girl trying to get famous. Yeah, and he geez. uses that against her to get custody of their daughter. And he wins, unfortunately. He wins custody. But she doesn't give up, thankfully. She still is fighting to get custody of their daughter back. But during this time, after he gets custody, he refuses to let Jean see Christine. What? Yeah. He And he has even, like... Um, 
so I read somewhere that he refused visitations on 23 separate occasions. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Think about what that does to a child, too. I know. And he had even told Jean at one point that he plans to fix it so she will never see Christine again. Oh, my gosh. Which is a little ominous. Yeah, I mean, that's just cold. Mm-hmm. It's cold. petty. Very petty. Mm-hmm. But these domestic disputes kind of give Jean a taste of the fame that she kind of wanted, although not in the way that she wanted it. And by August of 1948, the LA Times runs articles on their custody battle and paints her in a poor light. It's so crazy that something like that was on, like, headline news. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she wasn't in it. She was was not famous at this point. But the tabloids, they kind of just latched onto the drama, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And they were condescending. They were insulting. They also called her a glamour girl. They said she was a glamour girl mother that was just trying to keep her wild side in check for her daughter. For what? Yeah. Ew, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, the previous court decision was reversed and she was granted custody of Christine. And she had even told reporters after this, after she got Christine back, that um, they were going to forget everything that happened except that they are together from now on. I feel like that shows that she did really, She, I mean, she wouldn't have fought for custody mm-hmm. if she wanted to just move on with her career. You know no, mean? like, she clearly loved her. Mm-hmm. Like, if she just wanted to. Mm-hmm. So she has her daughter back, and things are kind of looking up for her. Her personal life's a little bit more under control. Yeah. Was it split? Wait, she fully got her back, or it was, like, split between them? There was, I think she had... Pretty much full custody, but he still had visitation. So she still had to deal with him, yes. but she got he was majority. Now, yes. Because I think the judge ruled that um, a child should be with their mother. Yeah. Basically, that his, like, what he was saying was kind of unjust reasons mm-hmm. for... And what's he going to do? And again, with no evidence, too. Right. They were kind of like, no, I think this child should be with their mother. Mm-hmm. So she was able to get her back. And at this point, things are really looking up for her. She is happy. She has her personal life under control. She is back to focusing on her career and trying to make a name for herself. And it pays off because she starts getting roles in TV and film. Oh, no way. They were mostly bit parts, but she was still like sharing screens with very big names. And I do have a list of some of the movies that she was in, which I didn't recognize any of these and you probably won't either, but there might be people out there that will. Okay. Um, so this is from 1948 through 1950, but I think the ones towards 1950 were, that's probably just when they came out, not when they she was in them. She wasn't around during 1950. Oh, so they were like pre- Must be. Mm-hmm. Pre- di- pre- direct? I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Sure. So 1948, The Miracle of the Bells. She played an extra in a church. 1948, When My Baby Smiles at Me. She was a chorus girl. 1949, Chicken Every Sunday. She was a dancer. 1950, Young Man with a Horn. She was a hula dancer. 1950, Wabash Avenue. She was a showgirl. 1950, Champagne for Caesar. She was a TV studio audience member. I don't really know what that means. I mean, like I a get it. Studio I guess. Maybe. Remember? Oh, yeah, probably. To clap maybe, and make sounds. Yeah. 
Maybe. Oh, or like they were that. recording the audio. Like how um, in hair spray, mm-hmm. you know how that's like in front of like an audience. Yeah. Maybe it's like. Maybe. Maybe. And then last one, 1950, the Petty Girl. Night, she was a nightclub patron. Petty Girl, nightclub patron. Well, she did work her way up, it seemed, a little bit. But definitely a theme. Mm -hmm. A lot of... Because she was a dancer, so she got a lot of roles dancing. Mm -hmm. So, she was mostly just extras. I don't know that she ever really had any lines. I was just going to ask if she said... But still, she was working her way mm -hmm. up. She was leading people, Mm -hmm. the right people, and getting more and more roles. So, that's what she... I mean, that's what she wanted. That's where you start. So she was really happy with her progress so far. And by the fall of 1949, she even decides to add a little bit of romance into her life. But so not... she's been single this whole time. Mm-hmm. I think she's maybe dated here and there. And you said this was 49? This is, we're now at 49, fall of 1949. And there's, at this moment... Like, people know she's having, like, some kind of secret relationship with somebody. But she's really happy. She's, like, so in such a good mood. She's, like, whistling while she's on set. Like, is this, like, Megan and Harry? I don't know. I don't follow them. (laughs) So, maybe. Sure. It was, like, she was, like, on uh, Scrubs. Uh Uh-huh. And she was just, like, vacationing there or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then, like, it was all secret and stuff. Everybody was, like... Who are you seeing? Like, you're so happy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, very mm-hmm. similar to that. And I believe even a friend had asked her, like, what's going on? She's like, or who are you seeing? She's like, oh, it's nothing serious. It's just a fling. But she tells him she's having the time of her life. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, I don't know what that means. If it's love or just great sex. Are you going to say, like, this guy is, like, the suspect, though? I don't know. We don't really know who it is still. Oh, it's, like, completely still mm-hmm. a mystery. There's just rumors. Yeah. Okay. But basically, at this point in her life, she's loving it. I'm she's so happy for her. living out her dream. She's working on a set. Her family life is going great. Mm-hmm. And again, this is fall of 1949. And this is not an abusive relationship thus far. Not that anyone knows of. By Friday, October 7th, 1949, this day, Jean is at home, where she lives with her mother, Florence, her five-year-old daughter, because she's five at the time, Christine, her brother Edward, and her sister-in-law Sophie in an apartment. I think it was like a two-bedroom apartment. That's insane. It's a lot of people. I need to stop complaining that much. Yes. Because <laughs> could you imagine living with your mom, daughter, brother, and sister-in-law? No. I think I need to upgrade just because I now have four animals. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't think they had any pets, thankfully. No, no room. No, no room. Bless all of their souls. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was also kind of common. They were in L.A., right? right? You can't afford anything in L.A., so. And I'm sure back then it was still the same, but just, you know, cheaper to us. But mm-hmm. with inflation, you know what I mean? Right. It could have been that easy to. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my God. How many yeah. people? Five? They're, so her, her mom, her daughter, her brother, and her sister. Yeah, yeah five. five. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I mean, I assume her brother lived there because her sister-in-law lived there. But I didn't technically read that her brother also lived there. But, I mean, I would think so. Yeah, that's weird. Unless they were split up. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but maybe. it never said anything like that, so I assume he was You're there. just editorializing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just threw it in there. 
we're gonna get comments and be like, what do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, on this Friday, she's getting ready to go out for the evening and she asked her sister-in-law, Sophie, to watch Christine for her while mm-hmm. she goes out. Because their mother, or her mother, Florence, is also out of town. Okay. So Sophie was like, absolutely. Like, she loves to watch her niece. No problem. I'll mm-hmm. be here anyway. So around 5 or 5.30 p.m., I see a lot of mixed, like, information when it comes to time. Yeah. But okay, it was 30 around, minutes is yeah, decent. 5 to 5.30. She's ready to go out. But before she leaves, she shows off her outfit to them and she's wearing green pants and a white jacket which sounds adorable to me because i'm thinking like olive colored like, i was thinking olive pants. or like hunter green mm-hmm. something like that and like a white jacket hopefully it's not like lime green no like well i don't know i don't know for could be i'm not picturing that i'm picturing like a soft green but yeah who knows sounds cute though yeah it sounds super cute and like their hair if it's the like, way i'm picturing it <laughs> So she shows off her outfit. She kisses her daughter, Christine, goodbye. And her daughter does ask where she's going. And she tells her she has to go to work. She winks at Sophie and leaves. Oh, I'm sorry. So she, before she walks out, she winks at them, crosses her fingers and says, wish me luck. But Sophie supposedly knows the real reason she's going out. It's not just to work. Mm-hmm. So she told Sophie that she was going to meet her ex-husband, Dexter, to discuss child support payments at a nearby farmer's market. And I also saw mixed, like, information on what exactly she was discussing. I saw she was going to discuss a late child support payment. And I also read that she was going to discuss increasing the amount of the child support. So something that could become an aggravated... Mm -hmm. Definitely. ...situation. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to come back to Dexter. You know why? Because as soon as you said Dexter, I was like... Because of the name? Yeah, what do you think of when you hear Dexter? I was like, you want to like it, but then it's like, there's something about it. Yeah. And then after she met with him, she said that she was going to go to work on a night shoot for a film. And that was she was probably the truth. Mm-hmm. That's what she told Sophie. Right, that's what she told Sophie. And before, like I said, before walking out, she winks, she crossed her finger, she's like, wish me luck. She leaves, and then two hours later, Jean calls back home to check in with them, and she speaks with Sophie and Christine. So this is like 7, 7.30. Mm-hmm. She calls back in. Okay. And then she tells Sophie that she's going to have to work the full eight hours that night on the shoot, and she'd probably not return home that night. So it'd probably be the next morning. Oh, and then was that common? I guess say? so. I... I I mean, I don't know how common night shoots were, but I know they can be a long time to finish mm-hmm. a shoot, right? That's true. It depends. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you have a small bit, you're depending on a lot of other people, I'm sure. So, Oh, man. I couldn't. I, who knows? Like, I don't know if she got to sleep in that day or what, but that's a long that's night. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, damn, she was going. Mm-hmm. The next morning, Jean's not home, but Sophie wasn't really worried and she wasn't surprised she figured she was just running a little bit late meanwhile dexter stops to pick up christine for a scheduled visit that he had with her okay there's no like it doesn't seem like sophie asked him oh hey how did your thing go Mm because but i mean would you that's not really your business no right Mm -mm. so it wasn't weird to me that there wasn't any talk about like oh hey how did last night go or not unless they 
would have said something like they were really close friends. Oh, buddy, are you okay? Are you okay? You're fine. I think you seem fine. Oh, my goodness. That sounded rough. <sighs> okay. There you go. New kitten alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Even then, I don't think something like that I would bring up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, how how did it go? Because you were going to get that information from the person who told you that they went. Right. Like, you would, to me, I would ask the person who told me I wouldn't. Right. Well, in the not, middle, but some people do. And not knowing, like, how it went, you don't want to aggravate. Right. Somebody. And then him be like, well, where is she? Mm-hmm. She wants more money, but, mm-hmm. you know... She's not even here when I'm picking up my kid. Right. So. Then later this day, the sun is setting and Jean still isn't home. Now she's concerned. Now Sophie's concerned. And she goes straight to the LAPD and files a missing person report around 11 p.m.-ish that night. And she gave them all the information that Jean gave her originally of where she was going. Did Dexter act, like, weird at the pickup? No one mentioned anything like that. Mm -hmm. So, who knows? The police, you know, they took that information in and they decided to go question Dexter about the statement made by Sophie that she was going, that Jean was going to go meet him that previous evening about child support payments. He claimed that he has not seen Jean in weeks and they did not schedule a meeting. So either Jean was lying, which why would she lie to Sophie? About something like that. Unless she... Yeah, like, that's like an extreme lie. Like, if you want to hide who you're seeing, you would just say you're going to work at this right. time and going the whole way. Like, you like that's a very strange detail Yeah, to me. Yeah. But he claims he spent the whole night with his new wife because he did get remarried, and his new wife corroborated a story. But, I mean, okay. At that time especially. Yeah. Listen and obey. Mm-hmm. So then they decided to check out the second half of her night where she said she was going to work at a film set after meeting with Dexter. So the police checked in with the um, the studios and the Screen Extras Guild and found that there were no records indicating that she had worked that night or was even booked to work. Which I'm not as... Like, but again, if you're going to lie about something and where you're going, you could just say, hey, I'm going to work when you're going to yeah, see Yeah, that one doesn't seem as like suspicious to me of like lying like i i wouldn't think that she would lie about the custody thing but work mm-hmm. is kind of like if that's normal and you were going away to see the man you've been seeing but don't want to tell everybody quite yet just be like oh i'm working in an overnight mm-hmm. shoot that seems super right normal mm-hmm. but not like a custody situation right it's like how often do you guys meet like that's yeah. something just like really thrown out there mm-hmm. yeah the next morning, so we're now at day so the seventh. Day two. So Friday the seventh is when she went out that night. Mm-hmm. The eighth, she didn't show up and didn't show up that evening, and that's when the police report was done. Mm-hmm. So we're now at Sunday, October 9th. Jean still isn't home. She does not show up, but her purse does. At home? No, in a park. So her purse was discovered near the Ferndale entrance of Griffith Park in Los Angeles, which is about five and a half miles or 8.9 kilometers from her home. How close is it to the market? I don't have that. No, sorry. (laughs) But it was found by an employee of the park around 7 a.m. that morning by a large gate. 
and there are pictures of the purse if you scroll down a little bit more. Both straps on one side of the purse were torn loose as if they were ripped from her arm. What's that note say? Inside, they found a note in her handwriting that says, Kirk. It's close, I know. Kirk. Kirk. With a K. Mm -hmm. K-U-R-K. K-I-R-K. I know. I looked at it. Okay, I see that. I could see Rick, but then when I read Kirk, I'm like, yeah, it says Kirk. So it says, Kirk, can't wait any longer. Going to see Dr. Scott. It will work best this way while mother is away. she getting an abortion? No one really knows, but what does it sound like to you? Like, she's probably getting an abortion for this time, which she's doing. Because why else couldn't you wait any longer? Yeah. You're going to see a doctor. Mother's away. And your mom's out. Wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. The note also ended in a comma. Which you can see in the one picture that's with the purse. The other one is like like it wasn't finished. Right. So some speculation and get to finish your note. Mm, Someone put it back in though? That's the thing. Oh, it it zoomed in here. Now I see. There's a lot of... Now I see Kirk with the zoomed in. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to say what's with this note. Like, why would she be writing this to hand to somebody? Like, isn't that weird? Yeah... Well, she does she have an address on there to like mail to someone? I don't I don't know. Or is that prompt drive? I don't know. It is like initial up there. Yeah, it's wait, this like case is starting to like sound familiar to me. Only because of this purse in the note. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's like, wait, have I heard this before? Right. But I'm, I don't remember anything, so it's fine. But why would someone, like, put it, if she's, like, writing, like, who puts it back in or she I just, like, didn't? Part of me also was wondering if she was forced to write the note and maybe As, she like, ended a in a comma to maybe make them question something. Or, like, maybe all these things are something mm-hmm. that she threw in there to make them question. Maybe there's not a Dr. Scott. Maybe she's, I don't know. I have a question. Yeah. So in the picture where the the note is in the purse, you can clearly see that comma yes. after away. The other one is, I believe, a photocopy. Okay, I was going to say, but the next one, which is clearly like more, it's on a different type of paper too. Mm-hmm. It has a period instead. I think it's just cut off. I think it's like how it was photocopied. Okay. Because it was definitely a comma. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that too after I found that second picture of it close up it was definitely a photocopy version of it but i don't know my my brain goes right to can't wait anymore like she has to get an abortion Mm -hmm. unless it's all some kind of code oh yeah like someone forced like you were Mm -hmm. saying like someone forced her to not even in a sense of like i'm like the commas just so they look into it but the whole thing is Mm -hmm. like a code Right. To whom? I don't know. So those are the questions. Who's Dr. Scott? Who's Kirk that the note's addressed to? What can't she wait any longer for? What's going to work best while her mother's out? A lot of people speculate abortion. Mm -hmm. But again, we don't really know. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Her family did say that they never heard her talk about a Dr. Scott. But if it was a secret procedure, they're not going to hear and, like, her like, an underground doctor yeah. doing abortion. Her family 
number one will not know. Mm-mm. And especially with the industry that she worked in, mm-hmm. like going to these underground, you know, doc- like the murder house, mm-hmm. you know, it's, he went down like he did it all and whatnot. Yeah. Kept the babies, kept yeah. fetuses. Yeah. How, so they didn't know of a Dr. Scott. Now she did date that abusive asshole named Scotty. But why would she call him Dr. Scott? Right. And Scotty Scott, like, that's a difference in There's names. There's a big it difference. It really there. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are Scots who go by Scott T, but, like, if he was not referred to as Scott ever in their relationship, I don't think she would say it then. Right. Unless it was some kind of code. But who knows? True. Yeah. Now, so we get to the Kirk of it all. There was a Kirk in her life, but not probably what you think. So she recently completed filming a bit part in the film Young Man with a Horn, which I mentioned from that list, and that was starring Kirk Douglas. Do you recognize that name at all? Oh my gosh, this whole thing's coming back to me now. Mm -hmm. So Kirk Douglas, the father of Michael Douglas. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, so he was a famous actor. Mm-hmm. And he he could not risk having someone. Right. Okay, anyway. So, being quiet now. Yeah, so, so I'm that so was... Over this. <laughs> <laughs> she recently completed filming a part with a film that he was starring in. And so when this note, you know, came out in the papers and mm-hmm. it was saying Kirk and people started... The rumors started, you know, the rumor mill went around mm-hmm. and the public speculation was that this was Kirk. But before the police had even like latched on to being Kirk Douglas, Kirk himself called the police to clear his name right away. He's like, I don't want anything. Always makes you a suspect though. Exactly. Like, like why would you do. put yourself in there when they weren't even looking at you to begin with? <laughs> but they were pretty relieved because then they wouldn't have to go around, you know, trying to get around to talking to a celebrity. Mm-hmm. He came right to them first. So right. they were kind of relieved about that. Makes it easier for them to do mm-hmm. their job. Exactly. And he claims that he was over 100 miles away at the night, on the night that she disappeared in Palm Springs. And they took his word for it. I don't believe they actually checked into Isn't that so there. crazy? They're like, yeah, dude, I, I believe you. They're probably starstruck, honestly. Oh, yeah, probably. Because how often does that happen? But, anyway. He said that he didn't even really know who she was. She didn't, he didn't remember her, who she, like, her name or anything like that. Like, they why would together? you call? That's the thing. Like, you just hear about a note with the name Kirk. You think you're the only Kirk? Yeah. So you just call in as soon as There had to have been a tie with you, too, Yeah. for them to question you. Yeah, he, he Especially said, for that time. Kirk was probably fairly, not like super common, but I'm sure. I'm sure he can't be the only one. Yeah. But he just assumed it. I don't know. So he called. And he's like, I, he didn't remember her, but he was in Palm Springs. But then a friend just happened to jog his memory. And in a later statement... um. He admitted that she was an extra on the shoot and that he had joked with her on set, but he never spent time with her outside of the film production. Okay, so you knew who she was when she went missing. Then you were like, I have nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. Don't know her at all. And then later you're like, wait, no, she this, was she was yeah. an extra. My friend just reminded me that yeah. I did talk with her on 
Yeah. But I don't know why I called her earlier when she was missing. Yeah. So October 12th, this is a few days still after she's missing, in his a formal press statement, he said, quote, I told Detective Chief Brown that I didn't remember the girl or the name until a friend recalled it was she who worked as an extra in a scene with me in my picture, Young Man with a Horn. Then I recalled that she was a tall girl in a green dress. I talked and kidded with her a bit on set, but I never saw her before or after that and have never been out with her. He loved the green and that's why she was wearing green that night. Oh, but to remember what she was wearing. Yeah, you know who she is. If you, oh yeah, I she remember. She's a tall girl in a green dress. Like I remember all the time. Like people were like, oh yeah, I, re- I remember that friend was there. Mm-hmm. Or, but I don't remember like what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm so a, that was I'm a Drake remember. Yeah, hard tender. Yeah. So that was that was an interesting detail to me. I'm like, why would you remember that? He's yet? guilty. I I don't think it sits right with me, but I don't know. Don't trust a Kirk. But because he said at the end there, he's never been out with her. I feel like it shows he's worried about being romantically connected to her. Yeah. Which makes me think there is something to hide. Yeah, why are you clarifying that little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she was extra. You don't even need to include the fluff of what she was wearing. Yeah. I remember now, but that's like all it was. We just worked a lot together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see a picture of Kirk now. Yeah. That butt chin. That's no hate to anybody with a butt chin. Right. I was, I was just describing. Hey, what do they say? Chiseled chin or something like that? Split chin? Know. Something. Clutch chin? Is that the clutch chin? I don't know. I thought it was cleft palate. Yeah, but same thing on the chin part. I thought it was just like a dimple. I don't know. A butt chin. We clearly passed anatomy. <laughs> I don't think I did. I did too, actually. (laughs) That was years ago. I'm not in practice anymore. So, funny thing, her mother, Florence. She has a good flow of hair, though. Mm -hmm. She told the police that someone named Kirk had picked Gene up at their house twice, but she never met him. He stayed in the car and was very secretive. He did not come into the house. She didn't peek out to see who it was? I guess not. Mom. Right? Girl. It would make sense if it's him and doesn't want to be seen. So he stays in his car. He even looked good, like, middle-aged. Oh, and fun fact, he didn't die until 2020. Which makes him three. <laughs> yeah. And probably got away with... I don't know. I'll let you keep going. Who knows what all he got away with. But he was accused... This is later after Gene's disappearance. I don't know the year. But if you remember Natalie Wood, he was accused of sexually assaulting Natalie Wood when she was young, about 16 or 17 years old in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And nothing came of it, right? No. I believe, like, at the time, her mom had set up a meeting with him to try and get her, you know, the right connections, which is so fucked up. Don't do that. She let her daughter go into the hotel. She stayed out in her car with her other daughter, mm-hmm. sent Natalie into this hotel with this old man. Well, he wasn't old. He was probably in his 30s. But she was, like, 16 or 17. And because her sister came out later and um, and said all of these things that had happened that Natalie later told her about. So it's really sad. Okay, I thought that, too. I just needed to see a better picture of Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> yeah, so um, Kirk Douglas is Michael Douglas's dad. And Michael Douglas is married to Catherine Zeta-Jones. 
which there's like a 20 year age gap between those two dude Sorry, there's just so much going on. The Mask of Zorro. Oh, that's my favorite. I was obsessed with Elena. Antonio Banderas is so sexy in those. So sexy. And Catherine. Oh, my God. So great. Yes. All of them. Love those movies. I grew up, like, my grand loved them, and she had them on, like, the VCR. So, like, it was just, like, really... Yeah. I haven't watched them in a long time. I could definitely. We should have a. Uh, we have so many nights we need to do. We gotta we pick this up. But I will do up. that. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Also, we should watch Chicago. The musical Chicago. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. Um, so much. Also, did you see her on Wednesday? Oh yeah. Oh, she's just so great. I do love her. Mm-hmm. So, and I see like kids everywhere. That are doing like Wednesday themed oh, birthday yeah. parties. Mm-hmm. So it would be my vibe too. Same. I would definitely be doing it. Maybe I should do that this year. Maybe we should do that this year. Yeah. Have a spooky. We should just do Halloween a Adam's birthday. family episode. And we. we... I'll be Morticia. <laughs> and I'll be Wednesday. Yeah. I guess. Or I'll be cousin it. That would work. That would yeah. work for you. There you go. Flip the hair. I can't move right now. <laughs> Perfect. Why don't we just like surprise each other each day and come in? I still have a costume. It's a Moira Rose costume. Hmm. When she like is ready for like her funeral, mm-hmm. she's freaking out all day. I think I've probably told you about this multiple times before. Maybe. Maybe. But and then she like goes out and like the press is finally gone because she just like waited so long. Mm-hmm. But she's just like mourning herself. Such an iconic fucking episode. <laughs> and she's wearing this just ridiculous getup with like a cape and a black dress and like this big curly wig and these like gaudy, this gaudy jewelry. I bought it two or three years ago and I haven't been to a Halloween party since. I haven't either. I'm, I can't tell you the last time I went to a Halloween party. No, normally I'm working. Yeah. Especially because like, like last year was the Penn State Ohio State game. Sorry, uh, I just don't get seven hundred dollars party. Yeah, exactly. I also don't get. <laughs> but I have been thinking about having a Halloween party here. Oh yeah, this would be a good place just because of how open it is. Or at your house because it's already spooky. Yeah, I don't know. The last time I had a party, it's quite <laughs> Yeah, we can have it here. <laughs> <laughs> It might just be us though. <laughs> we can also have it at my house. I just want to play. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, sorry. On. I had. I just saw Catherine Zeta Jones. Mm-hmm. Like got a little just fan growling. Yes. So bad. So anyway, uh, back to Kirk. So yeah, he was accused of some shit. Yeah. And who knows what else we just don't know about. But it makes sense to me why he would call right away to try and clear his name because he sounds pretty guilty of things yeah and i just feel like that's always a thing like Mm -hmm. when someone calls in to like give you a tip about the case or say they're not guilty something's up yeah red flag alert for sure the police also wanted to check out the whole dr scott mention in that note right so they checked out every doctor they could in the area with the last name scott in la but none of them had a patient with the last name of Spangler or her married name of Benner. But, like, they probably wouldn't keep records if they were doing illegal abortions. No, and it's plain alias. Like, his first name might be Scott. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, yeah, officer, 
she came in and we tried to do an abortion and she didn't go well. And mm-hmm. we just tossed her at the back. Yeah. That so. could also be a thing. But. So they didn't really get anywhere with that. And with Kirk, they didn't, I mean, that was it. So there really isn't, they're not going anywhere with this. And they're not going to look into Kirk. Mm-mm. At no. that time, too, a powerful, very well-known person that's in the media. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. So let's get into some witness sightings and some theories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it does seem like she went to the farmer's market when she left that night, like she said she was going to whenever she said she was going to meet Dexter. She mentioned she'd be going to the farmer's market, which is, I think, just a few blocks from their apartment. Okay. So it does seem like she went there because there were some witnesses who said they had seen her there. There was a locksmith that remembers chatting with her at the farmer's market, and she was apparently in a pretty good mood, and she said how she was going to buy her daughter a handbag from that. There was also a saleswoman at the farmer's market who mentioned that she saw Jean browsing around around 6 p.m., which kind of jives with her story. If she's, you know, leaving around 5 or 5.30, walking over a few blocks. And she just knows She probably knows the people at the market, so she is stopping and talking, Mm -hmm. like they're saying. So this saleswoman sees her browsing around, and she noted that it almost seemed like she was waiting for somebody. But to the best of her knowledge, she doesn't recall anyone ever showing up. She got stood up by whoever mm-hmm. was supposed to meet her. Mm-hmm. Whether it be Dexter or somebody Kirk, else. Dr. Scott. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sure you're going to give me more people. You're really, you're really giving me a comma mm-hmm. in a lot of places yeah. here. <laughs> so this is around, what did I say, 6 p.m., Yes. And then she had called back home around 7, 7, 7.30. Yeah. It was two hours after she left. So either 7 or 7.30. So mm-hmm. she spent some time at a farmer's market and then called from somewhere, possibly a payphone. Right. Well, she probably waited those two hours at the market, got stood up. Mm-hmm. and was like, okay, I'm going to call home on to the next. Mm-hmm. Or that person came and was like, call home, make sure right. you say you're okay. Now, there were some more sightings later this evening. So after midnight... There were two different men that had seen Jean at a restaurant called The Cheese Box. Mm, take me there. Please. It does not exist anymore. I looked into it. It's gone. What was it? I don't know. I couldn't find anything on it. But I would assume they have cheese. I was a grilled cheese because grilled cheese are kind of like boxes and it's like cheese box. Yeah, maybe. But then also with mac and cheese bites. <laughs> I don't mac and, and cheese And blocks of cheese. And yeah, I just want a cheese store. Yeah. Same. A cheatery. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, she was at the cheese box, and this was very late at this point. It was the restaurant owner and the restaurant's DJ that supposedly saw her there. Okay. At this point, this was like around 1.30. The owner had seen her seated at a table with a man about in his 30s somewhere, and he was clean cut and brunette. Okay. So, one, she was seen still pretty late. Mm-hmm. In the night. What color hair does Kirk have? Um, I think they would... I think they would recognize Kirk. If yeah, it was Kirk. You're right? right. You're right. So, it was just some guy. He was clean cut and he was brunette. Later, the DJ walks up. I don't know. To talk to her, maybe. And he approaches the table about 30 minutes later. And sees that now there's two men there. Not just the one, but there's two of them. Okay. And as he walks up... 
to the table, they immediately wave him off. Like, don't come don't over. Come we're here. fine. This is private. Mm-hmm. Get away. And he claims that it almost looks like they were arguing with Gene. Why was he going over? Because they were arguing or because he knew Gene? I don't, it, I didn't find that. I don't know if he was just going over to say hi. Right. But. Which, like, if she's in, like, nightlife, just from, like, when I used to be, no matter where I went, like, mm-hmm. the places I went, that's where I frequented. Mm-hmm. So, like, I knew, you know, maybe the workers, yeah. maybe a DJ, maybe just other regulars who were there that even though you might not be close, you might just be like, oh, hey, like, what's up? Mm-hmm. But it would still probably be weird and you would remember it if the yeah. people that someone who normally says hi to like is with is like go away right and maybe he was just trying to check up on her if they were fighting right or maybe you know you just you see your friend with a man you don't recognize and you just want to make sure she's good yeah so it's hard to say but little and two men you yeah. don't recognize and it seems heated mm-hmm. and those men never ended up being identified Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, let's skip ahead a little bit because there were some alleged sightings of her about five months after she disappeared. Now, I don't know, like, with the way she looks, I feel like a lot of people look very similar back then, but maybe it's just because of where we are today and how... Well, we also see the people who were in more so like the limelight mm-hmm. and all dolled up. Yeah. But when you are very particular about like your features and stuff, that but stand out. But she didn't really like stand out. Right. Like she's gorgeous, mm-hmm. but she's not like I don't want to say she's not unique. Right. She just even now we can find know. someone who looks like her. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm sure her face was plastered all over, and maybe people did. But what? Just her. in LA? Did, yeah. Were there spottings in LA or outside of LA? Outside of LA. Like how? Do you really pay attention? I guess maybe back then with the news, but how many missing people were there? Right. So there were people who claimed to see her in El Paso, Texas, Arizona, Mexico, and different parts of California. Clout. They just went clout. I don't know. Do you believe it? She's on the run? I don't know. I don't think she'd leave her daughter. No, I don't think she would. I think if she was in movies and stuff, she'd probably set up her disappearance a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what she's going to do. And I mean, if she was on the run, like, obviously nobody went after her family either. Mm-hmm. I just, like, now I feel like it's more believable if you see a missing person, even though it's really hard because you just see like a million on the wall at mm-hmm. Walmart, which is really sad. But we at least still have like social media where like they will kind of share yeah. things. So you can be like, oh, wait, I think I saw that person. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like at that time, unless she was like really being like placed on all of like TV news broadcasting channels, like. Are people in El Paso, Texas really worried about someone missing from L.A.? To me, it felt like it was more just covered in the tabloids. Yeah. Because even the police had, like, mentioned, oh, she gets around a lot. That was even, like, something that they quoted. And when they quote something like that, they're not looking that hard. Mm -hmm. There's no reward. Mm -hmm. So, but 
so she was cited, cited in these different places, and she was also allegedly spotted with two men named David Ogle and Frank Nikolai. These two men worked for one of LA's most fearsome organized crime bosses, Nikki Cohen. Mm. These two men just happened to go missing around the same time Gene goes missing. They all three went missing. They were all in... Now, right? Was she tight on money or anything? I didn't see anything about that. She lived with a bunch of people and... Right, and was trying to make it in the industry. Yeah, so... And was a woman, so she was getting underpaid. Mm-hmm. More so than even now. Yeah. But, so right before she goes missing, these two were out on bail under indictment for conspiracy charges. And everyone around this time was kind of wondering what they were going to say when they went back to court. Because of their connections. Right. To the mob. But they never showed up in court. The last sighting of Frank Nikolai is about a month before Jean goes missing. And the last sighting of Ogle is October 10th, which is a couple days after she went missing. But he was seen with Jean. Both of them were, right? Hmm? Both of them were thought to be seen with Jean? Yes. But the last sighting of Nikolai was about a month before Jean goes missing. Hmm. Okay. And then the last setting of Ogle is October 10th, which Three is a days. couple days after. Right. And then, but before she had gone missing, people had seen her and Ogle together in Palm Springs before both of them disappeared. Wasn't Kirk also in Palm Springs? Yeah. I don't know. So Sorry, some so many things. I know. There's so many different things to this. So some believe maybe Ogle was her mystery man. That's what I. That's kind of what I went to mm-hmm. for a second. So now she had. If so, now she has this tie to the mom, mm-hmm. which is not safe. And if he let her in on something like that, he was going to speak on in court, right? Or if she was just dating him, she was still connected, and mm-hmm. she, this they just don't know what collateral yeah. damage. They don't know what they don't know what he her. shared exactly. So and they were, are ruthless. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the night she disappeared because there was also a weird call into the police station this night. So the same night she disappeared, there was a gas station attendant who called into the police that claimed there was a man who pulled up to the gas station in a blue-gray convertible, and there was a woman who was slumped in the passenger seat of the car. Slumped. Mm-hmm. Kind of slumped down. Mm-hmm. He didn't get a good look at her because she kind of was ducking down so she wasn't seen. Or recognized, maybe. And before he could ask them anything, probably to check on her, the driver ordered him to fill up the tank. And he told the gas station attendant that they were planning to go to Fresno. After the car was filled up, they were driving over there. As the car drove off, the woman turned and yelled out the window to the gas attendant, gas station attendant, that he, or she said to him to get their plate number and call the police. What? Yeah. Now this could be... Did he get the plate number? I don't know. He called the police. He probably didn't get the whole number, I assume, if they didn't end up tracking Yeah, I mean, she was definitely dead after that. Mm -hmm. So was this Gene or was this just someone someone else at the Mm -hmm. same time? Right. It's hard to say. What time time was that? That, I didn't have a time for that. I just have that that's the same night. But I'm sure gas stations aren't open that late. 
Well, because I was just thinking, if she was seen at the cheese box at 1.30, mm-hmm. it would have been, had to have been after, because she wasn't, like, slumped. Right. Unless they, like, drugged her or something at the cheese box. Mm-hmm. And if the this was station. even the same person. Right, 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 right. Because it's, who knows? But, anyway... There were witnesses who had frequented the same nightclubs as Jean that later told the police that they heard about a former medical student known as Doc who performed abortions for money, but the police never located him and they could never prove that he existed. That And the papers were brutal and they basically implied that Jean hung out with a crowd that routinely got abortions. Because it's the tabloids. So they painted this picture that she hangs out with girls who get abortions, and that's probably what happened. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. The girls just hang out and they get abortions. That's their fun time. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. No, she hangs out with girls who are trying to make it and be businesswomen mm-hmm. who get raped mm-hmm. or sexually assaulted and don't want to jeopardize their whole life and career for some scumbag. Yeah. I hate the tabloids. Was it? I mean, it... It looks bad, too, at this time to have a child out of wedlock. You don't care that we just finished this? Absolutely. So, weirdly enough, two months earlier, before she disappeared, in August of 1949, there was a young socialite named Mimi Boomhauer who also disappeared from her Bel Air mansion. She had spent a lot of time in the same clubs as Jean, and her purse was found across town, just like Jean's. In the same area, or just like across, just town? across from like where she was. Weird. Mm-hmm. Was she ever found? No, I don't believe so. Two years before this all happened was the Black Dahlia murder. Right. So when you go back to the theory that the note was about abortion, mm-hmm. people believe that she was one of the victims of this murderer. Mm-hmm. That she went for an illegal abortion and he killed her. But, because, so, also, the, there was a friend who told the police that she was three months pregnant at this time when she disappeared. And she had talked to them about having an abortion. But other people said that wasn't true. I was just going to say, this friend, is, does it just want attention, or is it I don't the think, truth? it doesn't seem like... Was it the close friend? Right. Or, were, yeah, exactly. Did they just want a little bit of spotlight? Mm-hmm. So, it's hard Because to of her friend group, too, like... Mm-hmm. It's sad, but that could be a thing. Yeah. But, like, what's weird to me is the whole purse thing is strange. Because if it would have been the same murderer or the same killer that, you know, killed Elizabeth Short and however many other women in, you know, illegal abortions or botched abortions, Mm -hmm. why leave the purse and not the body? And the people are coming to your place. Like, the purse looks ripped and stuff, like... Did you grab them on the street or are you just, like, throwing that away mm-hmm. because you get pleasure out of it? Right. Like, it it was obviously put somewhere to be found. Right. And nothing else was around except for the purses and always. Did the other ones have notes? I don't think so. The note points to abortion in my head, but... I guess to play devil's advocate with that, though... If the doctor, 
like if we're going along that theory, mm-hmm. did kill her or whatever with the abortion and had the purse in his possession, he would rummage through it. Mm-hmm. I would think, right? And that note is like so easy. Like, wouldn't you pull that out and be like, oh, that could like lead back? To right. It. That's hinting towards something that she yeah. was doing. Yeah. So I just, I don't know if I like that theory. Mm-hmm. And they ruled out it being a robbery because she was robbed. Right. Like, yeah. Right. And a basic robbery, she's not going to just go missing. So did they have any suspects? They didn't really consider Kirk much of a suspect. They Because he called in help. Dexter had an alibi, supposedly. So they're, and they didn't check that. They only really believe maybe she was one of the victims of a botched abortion. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was ties to the mob. I feel like the, for her own sake, she didn't want another kid maybe for her career. But if she was pregnant with this mob guy, I feel like mob people are more so like, we're family. Like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to take care of you. Like, that's my... Legacy, you know what I mean? I don't think they would... Re- like, I could see Kirk pushing the abortion. But also because of her career and, like, what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. See, I... Was she saying that and he got pissed and he was like, you kill my kid, I kill you? I feel like Kirk and the mob might be tied together. Because the mob had a lot of ties in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. They were on the sets of a lot of movies. Right. They were the crew. Kirk was getting in trouble or something, so he wanted them cut. By the mob? Is that? Maybe. Because Jean was seen arguing with two men. Maybe she... I don't know. Maybe she didn't... (sighs) And she addressed that thing, to that note, to Kirk. So were they there as representatives of Kirk? That's For an issue? But then again, why wouldn't they take the note? Unless it was just she an over... She had that note, like, like, with an address on it, though. That's why yeah. I'm like, was she going to mail it? And also, Maybe. it's so weird to me how they mailed things like postcards, like, where anybody could see, mm-hmm. like, the mailman can, like, see what's on the back of the note. Maybe... Maybe whoever those men were never saw the note. Yeah, and they weren't Maybe they didn't go purse. through her purse. Yeah, why do... Because it's not like... At that time, they didn't have cell phones. Or, and, like, with women, too, like, you just assume, maybe. There's just, there's nothing in there, no money. They're not doing it. Yeah, and why are you robbing them? You're the mob, you don't need to. So maybe. is there in possession that they would have on you? Yeah. So there was the ripped straps. Maybe there was some struggle. They ripped it off of her during the struggle, and they just tossed it. Yeah, like, some altercation Mm -hmm. occurred after the bar. Things got heated. She was like, no, I'm going home, whatever. And they're like, no, we're right off. Because, I mean, she was never found. So I feel like the mob could really take care of not being found. Well, and if the other two weren't found either, I'm thinking things got messy and they were like, clean it all up. Yeah, maybe. Or, or they, they went into hiding. They went into hiding, especially because of the court stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would run away with the guy and leave her kid. No, I don't. She just went through that whole custody. Yeah, I don't think she would voluntarily leave. And why would you call to check in? Yeah. And I I really don't think she was a victim of that killer of the Black Dahlia murder. Mm -mm. Because 
her body would have been found. Right. Like, he put Elizabeth Short out there for people to see. Yeah, he, like, he was putting it out to mm-hmm. be, like, look what I did. Yeah. Catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. So, part of me feels like it was Kirk and the mob together. He was maybe in Palm Springs, like he said, and the mob was just taking care of it for him. Right, and the way that you said, like, Palm Springs were, like, both of them, too. There might be some tie mm-hmm. within there. Yeah. I will say, like, both of those are more compelling to me, and now that you've said that there might be a tie with the two, yeah. could be a strong argument. Yeah. I still can't believe he lived to be 103 years old. So if he did do something, he lived with that. He lived a long-ass life. Mm-hmm. And he probably did something to multiple. Yeah. Multiple women. Yeah. A little bit of the aftermath here of her disappearance. Disappearance. Um, so shortly after her, dis- she disappeared. Custody of her daughter was temporarily awarded to Dexter on October 27th, 1949. Well, at the time, because they were probably still trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Oh, right, 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 right. Because she's just messing. Mm-hmm. She's not dead. So she went to live with Dexter. The following year, there was a custody battle between Dexter and Florence, which is the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Florence Matilda. Mm-hmm. He denied visitations with Florence. So, like, I don't know, he just seems like a piece of shit to me. These are people who are going to have an impact. Like, mm-hmm. something that you can't provide, why strip it if they're offering yeah. it? Well, in the court, there was a court order that he had to permit Florence to visit her grandchild. And when he defied that, he was ordered to serve 15 days in jail. <laughs> for being contempt in court, and he, instead of serving that, just fled to fled California with his daughter. Just what the off. fuck? Yep. So I guess, I don't know if they just dropped that, because later he ended up settling in Florida. Why not and just... And he didn't die until 2007. So what, that's like 80-something? Something like that. And this one, this is a little weird. So this comes back. There was a 2001 interview with Sophie, who again was the sister-in-law that was watching Christine the night that Jean disappeared. Mm-hmm. This interview, she says that when Dexter picked up Christine on October 8th, that he had scratches on his face. But what? it was supposedly Sophie didn't see them herself. A detective told her about them later. Can I question that kid? I don't know. I mean, she was five at the time. It's, yeah. But there was no mentions of scratch, no mention of scratches in any of the reports. And this info only came out like 50 but years later. But they don't give a shit about that at that right. time. No. Oh, he has an alibi? Mm-hmm. He's fine. Yeah, I think he like ended up saying that there was glass that exploded or something at work. Like something that Stupid. caused these scratches. Yeah, No. Well, and at the time that he picked, I mean, maybe they were there and she didn't notice because at the time she didn't think anything was wrong when he came to pick up Christine that next day. Right. You don't even like pay attention like that. Yeah. Like you're just maybe like, she didn't even see him like face to face. Depending on the relationship, it might just be like an open door thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Christine, like, like dad's maybe, here yeah. and he's kind of not even making eye contact. Yeah. Like, like she could have been busy, like, you know, doing right. something and... She was like, yep, she's in the living room. Go ahead and pick her up. Right. So it's just weird. There's a lot of different paths that this could have gone. But I don't know because there's Dexter, which he made that comment about making it so that she would never see her daughter again. Mm-hmm. And the scratches, but supposedly as an alibi. And then there's 
that other crazy ex, the the abusive Scotty. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they had broken up quite a while before. I can't. I don't know that he would come and do anything at this point. Right. There's Kirk, but he was supposedly in Palm Springs, and then there's maybe ties to the mom, mm-hmm. or a botched abortion. So there's a lot of different theories. I keep coming back to Kirk and, Kirk and the mob. That's what I keep going back to. Again, I was thinking, well, maybe she was saying that this new man was making her so happy and blah, blah, blah. Dexter got jealous and was like, you're not going to bring someone around my daughter. Mm. They got an argument, whatever. But why would she be seen out later that night? Right. And again, you have the letter addressed to Kirk. Mm-hmm. Then him just calling in and inserting himself into not being a part yeah. of this. The mob ties, but also could just be a cover. Like, if he's a wealthy celebrity, he can be seen with, like, an altercation like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe he had someone, he was in Palm Springs with someone, like, his wife or whatever, and he was like, she cannot get an abortion. Like, make sure she follows. We're going to take her here. Mm-hmm. And she refused, and they killed her. Yeah. I agree with you. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you could speculate all you want with what happened, but it's really sad. I know. There's just, I wish I knew what happened. And, I mean, he died and there was no deathbed confession of any sort. Why would he? Yeah. He doesn't ruins everything. But I'm curious. I don't know, maybe maybe it will come out one day, maybe he had maybe some evidence in the house. Is his wife still alive? Um, no, I don't know. Who he ended up marrying. It was on my outlets um, now. Let me see. So well he was married twice. Yeah, he was married during the time of Jean to Diana Douglas. He was married to her from forty three to fifty one. And then to an Anne Boydens from 54 until he died. In 2020. And Anne is a philanthropist who isn't. That's married to Right? That's what I want to be is a philanthropist. Um, Film producer also, she says. But she died in 2021. 2021. Mm. She's from Germany. Yeah. I recognize her, though. Probably just maybe from Kirk Douglas pictures. I don't know. I feel like she kind of looks like a lot of the old ladies, ladies who have massive <laughs> haircut, Botox, that haircut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how much Michael Douglas looks like his dad, though. Oh right, yeah, I agree. Like I didn't even realize that at first until I saw a picture of the family. I'm like, oh shoot, that's actually Michael Douglas's dad. I guess because I didn't picture him living to be that long. How old is he? He's 70. Yeah. And Catherine, I think. He lives in New Jersey. 50s. Oh, he was born in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, that's the mysterious disappearance of Jean Spangler. If you guys have any theories on what happened to her, please let me know. More information that we. Yeah, because I cover. I mean, there's a, there was quite a bit to this, and I could have gone into more detail on different things, but I no, I think you did well. 
Like maybe someone like has a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. on Kirk. Like maybe they know a bunch yeah. about Kirk. Me personally, I think it's Kirk and the mob were together in on this. I agree. Dexter does could be a suspect, but I just feel like because of the sightings after mm-hmm. it, it has to be like Kirk and the mob. Yeah. So yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I enjoyed this. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode too. We were changing it up, trying mm-hmm. something else out, a different layout. Yeah, okay. we were, we took a few week break. Yeah. For vacation. So it kind of took a little time to get back into the groove of things, but hopefully we did okay for you guys. And I do believe our audio has improved. So I hope you've been enjoying that. <laughs> hopefully this time is just as good as last time, but yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, we're um super happy to have you guys around we're, we're like oh, we're almost to 600 downloads which makes me so thrilled <laughs> i don't know who's downloading these but thanks but thank you so keep listening um please. also i don't know what our plans are i go away again this yeah. week it will be the last time we were hoping to do maybe a double take today but it's too late now it is pretty late um, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. We might record one more time before mm-hmm. I leave, but yeah, if yeah. not, we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah. Don't forget to follow our social media. So we have our Facebook page at unprofessionals asking questions. We have, please like, and follow that. We post on there and our Instagram is UAQ pod. So follow us there as well. We have our email set up. So don't forget to send us any questions you have or any stories or topic recommendations you'd like us to cover. That's uaqpod at gmail.com. We also have our website at uaqpod.com. You could go right on there and submit any requests that you have. And we have also our Patreon set up. So if you, you know, feel like donating, if you have an extra buck a month that you want to throw our way so that we can continue to improve things, maybe get a second mic and have some guests on, we'd really appreciate it. So you can donate to us at patreon.com slash UAQ. We have a couple different tiers you can choose from, but we'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for your support. And, you know, keep wondering and get lost. Keep it fresh. (laughs) Keep it fresh. (laughs) Fresh, fresh, fresh. All right. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.